You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Back, back, run like a wild man. I watched you struggle and I watched you wrestle with them angels. From Auburn University, Bo Jackson. <laughs> The correct journey here standing time is 8.27 p.m. Central Standard Time. Your digital audio device is tuned into the Orange and True podcast, which is harbored by collegeofmagnolia.com. I am Son of Crow. You can call me Drew. You can call me Crow. But you can really find me at Son of Crow on Venmo. To my left, we're in a weird arrangement because we're back in town in East Alabama watching... A football game all together, sitting on the couch, like dudes being bros. To my left, the statistician, the guy with the hottest opinions, at Ryan S. Starrett. Ryan Starrett, the S stands for show me something, Dabo. The S stands for shootout tonight. Yeah, This absolutely. is going crazy. And to his left, bringing you that Fort Payne ASMR that you pay so much for this podcast for. The guy who's got his own Patreon page he just hadn't let us know about. Hey, you chief. Like and subscribe. Never underestimate a droid. <laughs> Five stars only. Uh, make sure you give us some reviews <laughs> yeah. on iTunes. Five Click stars that only, bell. Please. Click that bell. Are we on Spotify? Crow, stars are overrated. Come on. You just got to get the right guys. That's true. We only care about the five-star reviews. We really want the two-star review being coach up into a five. <laughs> are we on, are we on a Spotify? Yeah, yes, man. Yeah, we're on. So we're click on that Stitcher. bell. Apparently, that, this was the whole thing on a sister podcast, The Verge. I think I can say that right. We're sure. all on the same yeah, network. <laughs> um, Probably but, heard an ad for that on our show. They, sister they, podcast, they, The Verge. They just kept joking about that in their CES coverage about click the bell. Because, you know, I, I don't know if you guys watch YouTube. People, you, YouTube people are the worst. Um, yeah, you really are. With their over-enthusiasm, you know, it's, it's terrible. You, go hey, but you always say the same things. They all say, click that bell in the corner right there. And like and subscribe. I have like a pretty good idea for a YouTube channel. I'm going to run this by you guys. Okay. So it's called uh, Crow Makes a Mess. Mm-hmm. And then it has another show called Crow Cleans Up a Mess. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rent a storage unit. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to put, like, a, I'm going to get carpet squares from, like, the Habitat Restore. Fill it with, like, the lightest colored carpet I can find. Okay. Then, episode one, I'm just going to bust a bottle of red wine <laughs> all over this car. And then just go through, like, throw pizza on the ground. Just make an enormous okay. mess. Okay. It sounds like a great place for you to store your bodies. Episode one, clean it up. Crow yeah. makes a mess. Episode two, I go and I, like, figure out ways to get stains out of rug. Blah, blah, blah. Crow cleans up the mess. Episode three, I make another giant mess. I think people would watch, completely silent. Oh yeah, so like the there's no like there's the no weird, audio all those dialogue. Weird Japanese uh, and Korean sure. things where they do things on absolutely film like an unboxing video. Yeah. No, I think you need to, to have audio, but to do the ASMR, you're not talking at all, but just the sounds of you scrubbing. Yeah, yeah, the carpet. right, right. Oh, I got, I got to send you these videos of this guy that makes knives out of different materials. Sure, like milk. The internet is great. <laughs> it's weird, but I think I think people would tune in. People would tune into this nonsense because 
I mean, I, I've seen my nephews watch some just the weirdest oh. stuff oh, on yeah. YouTube. Yeah. And there's some Japanese kid who's making millions, and all he does is playing with toys. Yeah. That's it. He just plays. I could make a mess better than most people on Earth. Podcasting is so less last year. Yeah, man. I got to get this YouTube channel going. <laughs> Crow makes a mess. Sounds like um, a good idea. I think, what if I wear a mask? Now we're like into this weird, I'm wearing a mask. You got to make it as weird as possible. And like you, a you jumpsuit. Make it weird. This is this is much easier than trying to be super enthusiastic. Right? No, enthusiastic I got right. some weird like, <laughs> and I come out and just make a mess. Russian, like a, like a Russian techno music. Yeah, sure. Russian techno. Would you say it's like a Lusidor mask? Or? See, yeah, I was thinking like a horse face. <laughs> or if you're like, a rubber you horse like, mask. Than, like the 1700s medicine man. Yes. Yeah. Are you gonna have some furries there? Assisting oh, okay. you? Or? That, you can't now put that on a, YouTube. It's a weird video. <laughs> Anyway, if you think, uh, like and subscribe to Crow Makes a Mess. <laughs> Are uh, we done talking Star Wars? Leave your answers we, in the comments. We didn't talk I mean, Star Wars on the Well, recording. we were doing that at, uh, before the show, and then yeah, I pre-show, we were done or not. I mean, pre-show banter. Full disclosure, we're watching the uh, National Championship game, I think. we. But cool we're not describing it, because all uh, descriptions and audio depictions oh, yeah, in this no, game no. have to yeah. be cleared by the so Major League Baseball. If well, they listen could, to our podcast. We could describe, it'll be tomorrow, so we're actually describing a past event. At oh, sure. Yeah. So... Anyway, man, man, I don't see why not. Hey, so Star Wars, we also we have some Wars. breaking news, though. Oh, we do. We're breaking news. That's our breaking news sounder. You want to hear it again? Clean. This is for this is for Jack. This is gonna be clean. Breaking news. There, you can keep that, Jack. Use that whenever you want. Auburn is hiring an offensive line coach. Yeah. So that's really great. He's a guy that. Almost beat us in uh, what was that? Two thousand. According to James, that was two thousand one. Yeah. With uh, right Louisiana after Tech. we beat number one Florida, uh, he took us to overtime with his little old Louisiana Tech team. And then he went and coached in the. Do, NFL. do we want to say his name? No one's. No, it. it's Mm-mm. Jack Bicknell Jr. Bicknell. Bicknell. B i c k. I read it as Bucknell. Jack Bucknell. His dad coached as well. He's a football guy. Jack Bicknell Jr. I want. I will give you a hundred dollars. JJ, and I have no money, but I'll give you one hundred dollars. Okay. Hard currency. If in the first interview, somebody's going to interview him. Sure. He will. Marcella. Talk about how he wants to play hard nose smash mouth football. Well, yeah. If he doesn't do that, I'll give you a hundred bucks. No, I'll do it. I can't wait for the first coach to be like, mm, "We're going to try to be soft." <laughs> and I really like passing the ball. We're just gonna, you know, pass block and uh, he's just gonna really hope to dude. finesse him. He's gonna want to be a dude being a guy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's he played a at Boston College. He's dude. a dude being a guy, being a guy, being a dude. Just talking about bros being dudes, being guys with my friends. Oh, the Shiras look a little different tonight, guys. We have big time Auburn basketball games to talk about. Yeah. You're Auburn. How about, how about, speaking of which, I hope everybody was safe during that storm. It came in. It was in freaking tense. Yeah. And then it was fast. gone. Gone quick. Yeah. yeah I, was glad, I was glad it was moving fast. Um, it ran sideways at my house for like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, was pretty cool. My house had a lot of trees. Yeah, it's pretty scary. It was it was pretty crazy to see some of the It was nap time trees. in our house. My wife was taking a nap. My son was taking a nap. And uh, I had to wait. I had to pick my son up out of the crib. And yeah. He's... Way too old to be in a crib, but he's still in a crib. And uh, brought him downstairs and had to go wake my wife up. Because yeah. she was in the, our master bedroom's like one of the only places that's very close to big pine trees that could fall. Yeah. Well, we, it was nap time here, and I was more on the lineup. I really hope the storm doesn't make my 
kid up. Yeah. Because yeah. we had just put her down. Yeah. But we got like three pine cones hit our roof oh, at scary. such yeah. speed yeah. that we all were like, well, that's it. We're dead. Like, <laughs> that's it. Okay. Woo. It sounded like, yeah, it sounded like a shotgun. But someone was back, shooting back a shotgun. When you used to live in the trailer, you heard, oh, you heard that the little worst. tin roof. Oh, man. That's a way to wake up. I mean, this is coming I, through the attic and the then year, through the ceiling, and it's still so loud. The year I lived in a trailer was the biggest nightmare of my life during tornado season. I can't go. I couldn't. <laughs> I just, I would just leave. I'd go out. And oh, I'd, yeah. I'm like, I'd rather just drive around where I can run from it. Uh, but yeah, that was, it was pretty scary. But it luckily, I think they I'm saw some go- rotation out in the Waverly area. But that was about it. In the yeah, words of down. Auburn alum Jimmy Buffett, I'm just glad I don't live in a trailer. Yeah, that's from the song "Son of a Son of a Sailor," which is one of his one of his best songs. We can do it. It's my uh, Jamie Buffett podcast. I could do that easily. Yeah. I wanted to have a Jamie Buffett podcast called "Cheeseburger and a Pair of Guys," in which me and somebody just talk about Jimmy Buffett. You and Alan You should just say cheeseburger, oh, cheeseburger, and a pair of guys. Cheeseburger and a pair of guys. It could be also be a. It could also be a. It's like a, like a that's club a for podcast. people of a different lifestyle than me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Cheeseburger and a pair of guys. So, we... Uh, love is love. Great. Love is love. Whatever you're into, you're into. Last week, Auburn beat two teams that I really love beating in basketball. Yeah? First off, they beat the Vanderbilt Commodores, coached by Jerry Stackhouse. I mean, I, that is incredible. That okay. Jerry Stackhouse is I believe that the AD at, at Vandy used to be Jerry Stackhouse's agent. Gotta be, right? I think that's true. It's true. So he got hired. How's an agent in AD? Well, he's an attorney. A lot of ADs are former attorneys. You're either a former attorney or you're a former coach coach or you're a former uh, fundraiser. Those are kind of your three. Yeah. I I, I thought it might have just been a reaction to Memphis hiring Penny Hardaway. Well, it might have been, but but at least Penny had never coached at a major level besides AAU. Right. Stack was the NBA G League Coach of the Year. Oh, okay. For the Raptors team. Did he yeah. find anybody as the... <laughs> No, I don't think he did. Okay. <laughs> the whole time I'm watching him going, he's going to punch somebody yeah. right in the face. <laughs> him and Bruce are going to throw down. I don't think Bruce has a chance. So, can we talk about... Keys uh, is hurt. He couldn't jump in. Later, no. So. Otherwise, I would I'd maybe take Keys. Keys yeah. a little younger. Yeah, maybe yeah. That, that's why they need to bring Horace back. Oh. Yeah, just to, as an enforcer on the bench. You got to see play... get hung up on the rim. And then... No. Yeah. 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 Well, he well, tried to jump from, like, the free throw line, though. And and, and then he, Horace then, was a little he, clumsy. Is that what you're saying? Then he joked on himself on Twitter. Yeah, so it's a top it's ten cool. recruit in the history of the school, Horace Spencer. Um, oh, that's probably targeting. <laughs> nope. No, just in the ribs. Okay. <laughs> Vanderbilt was Ken Palm 161 going into the game, so that's not... Not great. Cushiest. I mean, that's not the best bump to our schedule. Yeah. We probably went down in Kempom after beating them. Only, yeah, only beat them by four. That so, doesn't look great. Um, but this that game wins will, a win though. Wins a win, and you gotta win those games. Oh, I would have loved it more had we beat them in their weird sideways. I hate that place. We don't have to drama. Do we have club. to play there this year. No, we no. just the one game this year. Thank um, Isaac Okoro went off. But did he? Twenty three points. And they were all big-time points. It wasn't like he had 23 threes. So this was you know? the game for, for Isaac that just regular Joe Schmoes figured out, oh, this guy's really good. Yeah. Uh, if you, you, know, you want to follow offense. a really good NBA Twitter, NBA draft Twitter guy, mm-hmm. there's a guy who's, I can't remember what his actual Twitter handle is, but his name on Twitter is T.S. 
percentage Elliott, which is a great nice. basketball. Perfect. Like, true shooting percentage Elliott. But he is awesome, and he is really high on Isaac Okoro. Like, well, top five pick in the draft he, high. The Nation guys had him at number four. He's but he was, that, he was that high on him preseason, I yeah. think. He, he's playing like a top five pick right now. I mean, And this draft is terrible. Yeah. yeah, like it's the worst. People are saying this is the worst NBA draft. I've heard a lot of guys saying this is the NBA draft, so get a lot of GMs fired <laughs> because people are gonna go, "You're the number two pick in the draft," and because there's just a, not a lot. And so this is the Wasn't draft. That the same thing that people said last year, like, "Oh, after Zion," and, and, and they Zion were Zion. right. This NBA, then, this NBA rookie class is horrible. And then this one's worse. This one's worse in terms of like, there's not a Zion or a yeah. John Morant. If there's not, like, at least last year's draft had two guys that were. Well, you got to remember, Chuma's hurt, so he can't help this rookie class. Sure. And, uh, and Jared's <laughs> slumming it yeah. in, in. G League MVP. You realize yeah. Jared is. They don't have a G League All Star game anymore. Yeah. Had they. If they still did, he would be. Yeah. Easily in he's, it. He might be the best player in the G League. <laughs> I mean, he's leading the G League with 20 point games. Anyway, we beat Dum uh, Dum Vanderbilt. Uh, 83-79. Their best player, Saban Lee, who's a who's a talent. Not their, a, well, not their best player. Sorry, yeah, he's second. He best didn't player. even start. Yeah, but Saban Lee's an NBA player. He's yeah. playing in the league next year. He may. I don't know why Stack's not starting him. He played like thirty five minutes, so I don't know what that was about. I wonder if it's some sort of weird suspension we just don't yeah. know about. Yeah, but he had twenty seven points. He can. He, out he had those area. points because we were smothering Naismith. I like yeah. Saban Lee. A lot. Naismith is a really good player, too. And yeah. five points at the half means we went into that game going, that dude's not beating us. Oh, yeah. And he didn't. And he didn't. No. He, he got his points. He, he will beat some team. They're not. My biggest prediction for Vanity is they're not going over the SEC. Well, well he's hurt. Is Nets, he's out. Hurt. He's done. Yeah. For Dang, a while. That's the second year in a row their best player got mm-hmm. hurt. No, they still got Saban Lee. But I still don't think they're going over the AC. At the you, know, you know who else they have? Scotty Pippen Scottie Jr. Pippen Jr. Who didn't work out bad, but yeah. except for the airball free time throw. Airball. <laughs> airball the free throw, and I'm pretty sure his father drew up some papers to uh, <laughs> disown him. I don't think Scotty Pippen, the senior, never airballed a free throw. But, I mean, I really think Scotty Pippen senior, Jr. and uh, Saban Lee are going to beat it to beat a conference opponent this year. That's my, yeah, yeah, they'll, they'll be my bold prediction is that Vanderbilt They're not as bad as they were last game. year. They're yeah. not as bad as they were last year. Yeah, Auburn had a 14-point lead in that game and really let the yeah it off the gas. Yeah, yeah, it uh, it got close. I mean, they were just shooting lights out though. That, yeah. that's how it happened. They well, hit a ton of threes. And Auburn had no bench points. Ryan yeah. has that on the notes. Yeah, so right. basically, if you consider Ma- uh, McLemore as a starter because he's playing starter minutes. Yeah, that that's yeah because he had 14 points in this game, right, so that right. changes things. But other than that, the three other guys, Cambridge, Jamal Johnson, and Flanagan, they only had two points. Sorry, five points between the three of them. Yeah. Look, Auburn's undefeated, and it's not time to second-guess coach. But I'm confused as to why Williams is not. Yeah, Jalen Williams. He's an offensive player. So, Bruce spoke about him after um, the next game we're going to talk about and basically said he's the fourth guy for for the position that he would play. He's behind all the seniors. and And he praised him. For he's like you know, most guys would just they give up or they just shut they it transfer, down. And transfer, transfer out, yeah. and, and he's still working hard and wants to be here. What um, year is he? He's, he's a freshman. freshman, true freshman. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 
So that dude he's can a little, flat little, out little old school play. with the short shorts. Yeah, no, yeah. I, he he's a candidate for my favorite player. This is why I initially took to Malik uh, his first year because he like didn't wear any accoutrements. Yes, yeah. he just had the regular uniform as his. His short shorts on. He didn't have any tattoos at the time, which was unique. I, I'm not against tattoos or anything. I just thought I was like, man, this guy just clean like cut. clean living over here, right? And um, and, and then he came in and just yammed on yeah. people. <laughs> and, and and you know he was always smiling and stuff too, right. like that. And Jalen Williams uh, is similar in that he just he looks very old school, like Ryan yeah. said, just. Got a shirt tucked in, just perfect, and short shorts on, and yeah. and, and Okoro though he doesn't know how to tuck a shirt in. Yeah, I know the refs are like always after him about tucking a shirt in. <laughs> so the, the, the feds are watching. The right, funny so. thing in this game was all season long we've been talking about, uh, you know, if they don't start hitting free throws. That's going to cost them a game. <laughs> that won them the game. Dude, <laughs> yeah. Since since they whatever brought in a sports psychologist or whatever they said yeah. they did. Since that tweet or whatever that article about <laughs> that came out they've been hitting free throws left and right yeah whatever that sports psychologist was selling them they bought and it worked it got a little rough against mississippi state we weren't as good in that game that was before, state we were fine wasn't it was it? georgia game that we struggled with. oh that's what i meant georgia well, sorry unless yeah. your name was austin the wiley was. Well, austin, austin, austin wiley yeah but he's, what is he, he was shooting like 55 percent going into that game yeah. And now he's shooting like 70-something percent. Oh, you're he's... talking about Mississippi State. No, I'm talking about Georgia. No, Dude, he was 2-4 no, of of Georgia. Yeah, he's 2-4 of four Georgia. But no, it was, uh, he was 9-10 against Vandy. That's what I'm talking about, Vandy. 9-10. I right. think he had hit like maybe 7-9 or something. I want to say he missed that. his double-double because his, he missed his free throws. Yeah, his free throw percentage in conference this year is worlds better than his free throw percentage for his career. Sure, sure. No, he, he's, he, he's doing great. I, I'm not trying to criticize him about that. He just he had... After hitting 14 in a row, it's been, he's probably shot 60% since then. But that's, and 60% is fine. For me. He, yeah, I think at the season, he's, I want to say he's 70% right now. The refs were letting uh, old uh, Hammonds get away with murder underneath. It's going to happen with Wiley. He's he, too big. He, he didn't get sent to the line as much. So. Yeah. It's going to happen with Wiley. When you're that big, like even Shaq would used to say that like, as many times as he got fouled, yeah. he probably actually got fouled twice oh, as many right, times. Right, right, right. Because when you're that big, they let a lot. Well, that, of stuff and that's go. something Austin. If he wants to play at the next level, that's something he's going to have to get used to. Because I mean, you got to get murdered to get a foul call on. Yeah, yeah. So oh, in the NBA, you don't get anything on there. Chief, you'll appreciate this. He's gotten up sixty nine percent on the season. Nice. The nice. nice. Well, that's up from like fifty. Now LSU yeah. in this game, guys. A lot of their receivers are wearing these Odell Beckham Jr. cleats oh. that they've made for this game. In LSU colors, a la the Cam Newton Peach Bowl cleats. Yes. So I think that's, I always think that's cool when a guy who went to college right. at that school. Yeah. But what people forget is that Odell Booker Jr. was underutilized for the LSU Tigers. Yes. Just a bit. To say the least. That and was Edwards a, hilarious. That was a hell of a boy right there. Beast. Gracious. Um, um, all right. So then we went on. To beat the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, we didn't just yeah. beat We the did Georgia not feel the Bulldog bite. It's a brunch beating. We just. Annihilated the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, man. Brunch beating. A brunch beating. Man. Due to inclement weather, they moved this game up to 11, which had me, I was like, oh, man. And it was pretty lo- It was pretty late to move it up. Yeah, it was f- Friday oh, afternoon. Wasn't yeah. It? Oh, boy. And I was just like, oh, man, this is going to just throw. I, it wasn't like, I wasn't worried like I would be if the football game got moved up to 11. Yeah. Jefferson ended this guy's career right here, right here with this move. 
Let's see. Whoop! Oh. Oh, and he fell down. <laughs> anyway, uh, we beat him. That's what you get for having white DBs. Anyway. anyway. Oh, man, that's a hot take. The views of AU Chief are not the views of Vox Media <laughs> or the Will college. Of, no offense, Will Herring or yeah. Rob Pate. They were great players. Anyway. <laughs> Dr. Rob Pate, my eye doctor. There you go. UGA Bulldogs came into Auburn with a guy named Anthony Edwards, who Goose himself who might be one of the top ten picks in the NBA draft. And looked quite average for most of the game. Yeah, man, you know who he reminds me of? My buddy and I were talking about this. Uh, buddy Jamie. Shout out to Jamie and Charlotte. Baylor fan. He's Colin Sexton, man. Like, I don't, yeah, I, I, don't really, so, man. I don't really get it at this point. Hang on. I, he's I'm... really, really good. I can know we, he's really good. Can because... we rewind this from last week when I was kind of saying, hey, yeah. like, he's talented, yeah. but his numbers aren't yeah, great. Yeah. And... Crow, you're like, oh no, he's he's good. He's really good. Don't get me wrong. And like NBA players are NBA GMs aren't idiots. He's really good. He's probably gonna get taken in the top 15. But he misses so many shots. And in today's yeah. NBA, I don't really know what you do with. So he's that gonna be a perfect fit on the Hawks. Yeah. Well, Him and yeah. Trae Young, just, <laughs> just chucking everything just chuck up. Chuck it up there, buddy. Because it's not like Russell Westbrook. People would compare him to Russ and that he's a high usage guy who doesn't isn't super efficient. Russ is outrageously efficient compared right. to this dude, and right. Russ passes the rock. This dude, Anthony Edwards, is a scorer, which yeah. is awesome. Anthony Edwards, if this was 1999, is the number one pick in the draft. He reminds me of Marquise. Yeah. He's the number one pick in the draft, the 99 draft, and he is Allen Iverson type Kobe. I'm shooting every time I get the ball. Everybody out of my way. That type player, volume shooter. He's the kind of player a lot of guys think they love. Um, and a lot of GMs still love. They're, yeah. you're, they're enamored by that points per game stat. Yeah. But, man, and I still think he's a I mean, good player. I mean, he just ran into the Auburn buzzsaw this yeah. week, too. Yeah, that, but, bro, he, he shoots not a – he shoots a great like – oh. Ryan was saying last week, <laughs> touchdown, no, he shoots. Jesus. Like, Ryan was saying last week, like, he doesn't – he scores a ton of points, yeah. and he because puts he up had some forty percent usage. In this yeah, game. he puts up some god, some gaudy usage well, percentage. And he scored uh, how many points did he end up with? Seventeen, uh, eighteen points, which yeah. is right on a season average. He scored thirteen of those after they were getting blown out by twenty points. Right. Yeah, he had I think three or five going into the half. Three points going into the half. He had five with about six minutes. He had five before garbage time. You could effectively yeah, say think, garbage time was... started with six minutes left in the game. Yeah, he um. Uh, I'll put it this way: I was way more worried about Hammonds, and I expressed that in our yeah, yeah. in this and game. Hammonds was a like he was going off early in the game, yeah. and then he got foul trouble. Dude, and dude is also, huge, can play inside, and can shoot the three. So I, I this guy's got to be a, a, a NBA like a pick this year, uh, right? Is yeah, he, Hammonds might be a pick, but also no. If I don't Edwards know. I haven't seen much about him, if Edwards just made his free throws in this game, like he's not a bad free throw shooter. Right, you, yeah, I was surprised was when you said, you said he was 75% on the season. Yeah. He was, what was he, 20%? Right, because look, if he makes 75% of his free throws... It's a game. He's sitting there now, he's yeah. he's not got five going into six minutes, he's right. got probably like 15, because right. he shot a ton of free throws. Well, it's a close game. I don't know why I can't make this shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, losing his, he's losing his mind. Yeah. And as Which, a person, look, who, like, yeah. I am not a good free throw shooter, and there would be times where I play basketball, and it would just be like, look... I can't do it today. Whatever it is, I cannot make this. Jungle, right? I, I yeah. just, I wonder if there's another team that is 
is as good defensively as we are as a team. Baylor's pretty good defensively. Are they? You know why they're good defensively? What's that? Auburn the, transfer. Oh. Davion Mitchell. Davion, Davion Mitchell. Mitchell. Who a lot my Baylor friends think is the best on-ball defender in America. And I tell <laughs> them, like, hey, man, he might be. There's, but there's, it's Isaac Okoro now. Yeah. But, like, because Bruce, when he was recruited, was like, this is the best on-ball defender right, we've got. Blah, right. blah, blah. And now he's saying the same things about Okoro. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Mitchell's incredible. But so, we also have we have Samir, who's an excellent defender. And Dangel's turned Dangel, into a really man. Good Dangel, man. He's – I could be wrong here. I'd say he's a lot better off-ball. Yeah, he really is. Uh, Dangel has turned it on at the right time, and if he can keep this up. Dangel has got that defense that kind of you don't get until you've just seen a ton of basketball. Right. Yeah. And because well, he's played, he's now, I mean, he went to a military academy right. after high school, so he's now, what, 22? Is he? Yeah, I think he's a year younger than me. I thought, I he, mean, was, I thought he was, I thought he just went to prep school. He um, went to prep school a year after high school. But I thought he was. I thought he was still 17, 17 when he went. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's four years removed from his high school graduation sure, already. He's, he's, the game could not be any slower. Well, this him. is his fifth year at Auburn, though, right? Fifth year at Auburn. Fifth year. So really six years removed from his high school graduation. he was graduation. in the recruiting class ahead of Mac. Yeah. Yeah. He's been here for – he's been out of high school for six years. Yeah. He has seen a lot of high-level basketball. And so there's not a lot – basketball is not like football. Nobody's throwing out some bizarre, uh, exotic offensive right. package that you don't know what to do. There's like nine plays. Yeah. Like nine or ten plays. Unless you run up against an awful team like Virginia. Yeah. Are there like, just doing well, some even weird that, crap? That that's their know. defense. Their offense is yeah, super simple. True. There's like some very unique out-of-bounds plays. But as far as half-court offense, there's like nine or ten plays. Yeah. But... And he's seen them all. Oh, it wasn't. Bad. And he knows how to knows how to defend them all. I've really been impressed with Daniel's. Yeah, no, Daniel. Well, something with his size and athleticism. He just has to try, and he can be a really good. We player. didn't talk about how he won the Vandy game for us. Yeah, <laughs> oh, with, right. yeah, with that inbounds play. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Okoro being a really good defender, but he wasn't the only guy that covered uh, Anthony Edwards in this game. It was pretty evenly. Split between no. him, Samir, and Alan Flanagan. Yep. Who had a amazing game. Alan Flanagan is uh I like to think when I see him come in the game, I think of him as like three year Okoro. Like sure. what would like an Isaac Okoro type look like who will play at Auburn for at least three years? Sure. And that's what he is. Like he's a just a, a tiny drop off from Okoro in yeah. terms of his skill set, his abilities. He, he's a well-rounded guy that um, by year three could be as good as Isaac Okoro. Yeah. Is, is, is yeah. And, by, and by year three could see himself find him yeah. uh, some weird draft. Well, and, and right now he's, you know, he's not as talented as the best guys in the country. No. Uh, but he's just playing his butt off every time he's on the court. And sometimes it uh, hurts him. Yeah, he's got a lot of confidence. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the other night... The reason he didn't have a lot of points and or any more points in that Vandy game is he got three really quick fouls. Yeah, and he got those quick fouls because the rest looked up and realized the foul count was like <laughs> nine to three, and so they just yeah, called the next happens. three things they saw, and it was all Allen for me. That's that was just bad luck yeah. on his part. But I, I was kind of dogging him a little bit before the Georgia game, and his his PR has been awful. yeah, he's yeah. like a four PR. 
Yeah. Half of the Georgia game, he doubled it to eight. That's <laughs> I mean, good. I mean, I it's mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's he's, good, he's struggled good to, earlier in the yeah. season, but he's a freshman and he wasn't a highly touted guy. Uh, this no, he's he, the kind of guy that if he's coming along well, that helps tremendously down the stretch. He's like his dad, man. Like his dad just was just a solid player for the Tigers, and and that's, that's yeah. He's the one that, with the lefty, right? He's a lefty. Yeah, yeah. In the '88, interesting jump shot. Yeah. In the 1988 All Star Game, NBA All Star Game, mm-hmm. the Dallas Mavericks had a player named Orlando Blackman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great player. He was on the line to win the game, free throw line, to win the '88 All Star Game, and it became the reason why I know this is not because I'm a Mavs fan. It's because there's a hilarious GIF mm-hmm. and also like YouTube video of this moment. So he needs to make one free throw to win the game. If he misses it. The game is tied. He gets up to the line and he yells, confidence, baby, confidence, and shoots it, makes it. They win. And sometimes, man, confidence, yeah. baby, confidence is well, what you need. I just, I just, he is a kid that you can tell has just been in basketball his entire life. Not, not, not just playing on the playground. Like, the, yeah. dude, the dude has just... Wanted to be a basketball player like his grandfather, like his dad, his entire life. Will probably be a coach one day. And, mm-hmm. and he knows his basketball. And, and basketball is one of those sports similar. I mean, football is the same way. I mean, every sport probably is too. There are so many things you learn literally just by being around the game. Right. The more you are around the game, the more you are around coaches, the more you are around people who just sit around and talk ball. The more you're gonna, the better you're gonna be, even playing it. Mm-hmm. Like you can see guys who are like, oh, it's their second year playing organized basketball. And it's obvious sometimes. Like even like a guy like uh, uh, what's his name for the Sixers? I can't remember his name. Um, not Ben Simmons, the Embiid. center, Joel Embiid. He's only been playing basketball like eight years, yeah, or less. And you can kind of tell there are some things he still doesn't, he's never seen before. All right. Um, Whereas Alan Flanagan has played more basketball. He's probably been he's playing basketball seen, since he could walk. Yeah, he's seen yeah. more basketball in his life than I have. Yeah. And I'm twice his age almost. Um, well, and he's had, he's had people around him that could teach him things that your regular, like even like, I don't think Isaac Okoro, I don't, I don't know Isaac Okoro's background, but I doubt he was at home. Talking to a coach about yeah. basketball, you know? and then like, had his dad. My know, phone just fell on the ground. It'd be in the NBA locker rooms, and right? Yeah, just growing up with any anything he ever wanted to know. He he, he plays like that that guy. He's a guy that would still be playing Division One basketball if he wasn't built like a Division One basketball sure. player. He's a and Alex, I think it's a big dude yeah. too. He's he's built like a SEC basketball yeah. player and or. Linebacker, or yeah, <laughs> he could play outside defensive end, for, yeah, for Gus. Um, so one one more guy I want to talk about before we move on to the next couple games is uh, Anthony McElmore, who he, great he, against I Georgia. Felt like he yeah. was. He, he he's always great against, against Georgia. Yeah, he's always all the Georgia guys usually are. Yeah. Um, no, but he was kind of underutilized the last couple of weeks. Like he, he just hadn't been taking a lot of shots. Yeah, and you know, sure enough, since we talked about it, he. I think he hit all but maybe one of his two point attempts this mm-hmm. week between two games. Maybe I mean I, he one, had one of the most underrated plays of the year is he 
took put the ball on the floor, went up and under the basket. Yeah. And just dunked all. Yeah. Oh my god. To break god. The, the scoring uh, oh, against Georgia. My goodness. Yeah. He's a slump buster in a lot of ways. Yeah. A lot of times he'll break a scoring drought for Auburn. Yeah. And Kurt, what was Georgia trying to accomplish? Uh, I mean, coming out of the half, maybe. <laughs> Where it was that like, trap they were yeah so <laughs> there, was, there was three straight possessions where Mac was just alone under the basket open. they were yeah, trying to trap catch on it the okay outside. I guess I'll I guess I guess I'll dunk it because there's no one here <laughs> they were trying to run that trap uh, run a trap Vanderbilt did the same thing yeah and what it turned into a Vanderbilt was if you got past the outside defenders you had Okoro with a dunk and then the next play Dangel with the dunk mm-hmm. there people are trying and this time to, it was just uh, they were leaving Anthony alone they were leaving Anthony alone. <laughs> They're trying to run a trap on the outside, which means two defenders are being keyed in on one guy with the ball. And if you double-team somebody, somebody's wide open. And so if you get past that trap, it's, a, it's church. You get past that trap, it's, it literally is one guy is wide open. And you leave the guy furthest from the ball open because he's the least dangerous guy. Well, I don't think Auburn has, to off next to the basket. I don't think Auburn has a least dangerous guy. Well, the guy without the ball... Is less dangerous the guy with sure, the ball, sure, that's and the guy furthest from the ball, right? Yeah. But but as good as Auburn's been at the basket this year, you can't really afford to leave somebody alone near the basket. Well, and the the, the thing that Auburn's done, we're not a great three point oh, shooting team, Jesus, Joe. but we're a pretty darn good corner three point yeah, shooting yeah, team, yeah. and so they're, they're taking the right shots. Yeah, so not just the corner three is the corner three is at the same is the same distance in college as it is. The top of the key three, which is different than the NBA. So something I've been, but the quarter three is a deadly shot because if you leave it open and you and you make it consistently, yeah. you have to now spread the court so thin because it's worth fifty percent more points mm-hmm. than that yeah. Macklemore dunk. So so something I've been thinking of after these recent games really is how bad would this Auburn team beat that Virginia team from last year? Well, I think it would be a really low-scoring game, which but, might play into Virginia's hand. But, I don't, I, but I yeah, think, we wouldn't be trying to push pace as much in that game. It's true, but I think this team scores on that team. But I think more. this team would beat the daylights out of this year's Virginia team. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I think – I don't know about that. They were a two or a seven seed or something. We were going to play them in the second round in one of the mock tournament things. That good I, don't, I don't know if they're going to – Gonna do it. You know who else isn't gonna make the tournament? North Carolina. North Carolina. Well, the, other, the other team we blew the doors off. We just snatched their soul. That's all that we we are now. North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina and Kentucky have had a couple of issues. It's like there. Highlander. We cut their heads off, and we the quickening happened. <laughs> UNC and Kentucky Ryan, this year. Highlander was a, oh, uh, a movie number one and a movie show. and then a TV show. <laughs> yes, movie great. TV show. I love the TV show. Sure. <laughs> It's all right. It was on. <laughs> yeah. Better than La Femme Nikita. Oh, well. I not... thought about that because we were watching, looking at TV today. Silk Stalker. And I saw La Femme Nikita. I was like, Sarah, there was a show, my wife. There was a show called La Femme Nikita that was very important to like. Twice. There's been. Seventh it's... grade Drew. There's been two. Yes. La There's a new one called like Nikita. You can tell me that that is anywhere between one and four words and I, I would believe you. La Femme is a French word for the woman. Yes. Yeah. Nikita is the okay. woman's name. <laughs> La Femme Nikita was a uh, what is with the a television boy? show on the oh, Ozarka Water. It was a television show on the uh, USA Network. Characters yeah, come welcome. on uh, before burn notice. 
No, this was pre Burn Notice is a uh, uh, um, successor to many of these shows. The yeah. Film Nikita was not a good television no, show. Oh, no. But it was, uh, this was like JAG era USA. Well, JAG no, was Jag, awesome. JAG is a CBS show. JAG was just reruns on USA. Right. Yeah. There was also a show called Silk Stalking <laughs> oh, that man. came on at night. Uh, these were all that like, like a nighttime show. can we get. If fourteen-year-old boys, it seemed vaguely, and then adults who the, the, think like so. The intro boys was vaguely pornographic. Sure, the show itself really wasn't, but they just wanted to get fourteen-year-old boys to watch it. USA Network. Yeah. It's not. There's only that so much they were going to do. No. I love weird science. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, who cares? We're t- <laughs> <laughs> now Auburn talking about Anthony Macklemore. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we're this is the third slow start How we've bad had. Virginia. Um, the yeah. difference between the Georgia game. And the other game, Vandy game, Ryan has in here. It's actually absolutely right. Ryan, great show notes. Did my work today. 22 points, 9 rebounds. That's the bench contribution again, against Georgia, McLemore. not including Anthony McLemore, as opposed to 5 points in the first in the Vandy game. This podcast sponsored by Charbroil. There you go. Now we're talking. It's not though, Vox. We don't sell our no, own no, ads. No, we're just, <laughs> it's just the show notes were paid for You by need to get in Charbroil. contact with HR. I can do that. Yeah, man. Um, but, uh... <laughs> The bench played big time against Georgia, and Georgia's bench did not. And what that means is that when we go to our bench and we're still getting contribution, they can't rest guys yeah. like Anthony Edwards as right. much. They rested him, actually, a lot, a ton more than I expected yeah. them to. And Ham- well, Hammond's got in foul trouble later in the game and had to sit for most of the second half because they finally started calling fouls on him. I'm always interested to see what coaches do with the one and done kid. The kid who's like guaranteed one and right. done. You don't want to get him hurt. Well, yeah, but also you gotta like, be responsible. You're trying to win games, right? You're trying to get these wins. So, like, how much are you going? We got to make sure we rest him so that he is a top well, five. I think pick. if you're Coach K, you don't care because I don't think you care about the kids. Yeah. Oh, and also like, if you're if you're Tom Crean. You know that if Anthony Edwards goes top five, right. you're going to you get, get three more Anthony right. Edwards. But if you overwork him and you get him hurt, right. sure, that's negative recruiting right away. So Anthony Edwards is not just a piece. He's a piece to get other pieces. Which so, I think is something to think about yeah. basketball recruiting. To riff on that a little bit, um, more than Bruce Pearl winning games... Shumo Kiki getting drafted and the possibility of Isaac Okoro going top five is going to make Auburn's sure. program sustainable. All, you, all of a sudden, you're going to start getting guys pieces. guys want to come here. If it's They're proven like, oh, that... I can do that? Well, it's going to be interesting to see what happens when the one-and-done thing gets repealed. Sure. Then, it's going to be interesting to see our kids going to go, okay, well, obviously, a guy can go there and go to the pros, even if he plays two years like Chuma did. Right, uh, guys that it's it's gonna guys like Chuma and like Okoro that aren't like coming out of high school. They weren't. Yeah, they're borderline top fifty. Right, because Anthony Edwards isn't that. And when the one and done rules repealed, he's gone. Anthony Edwards is playing for the Suns. Yeah, like he's, he's playing, playing with Jared Harper. Right he's playing now, for the so. Hawks, not the Dogs, basically. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's guys like those two that that weren't gonna be first-round draft picks that think, okay, well, I'll go play for Bruce, get in a year or two, then I'll go in the first round. Right. 
Next week, the Auburn Tigers play the Iron Bowl of Basketball, the, the IBOB. Next week, like two days or a day the from day now, after as you're listening, listening to this. Yeah. Well, Ryan has next week in the show. Well, it's because well, Ryan was I did drunk. last week and this week. He's so, dipping into the scotch at work again. Yeah, that happens. Man, man making me look bad. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you're right. It's day after. You know, it, it is said edit, next week. Edit in, that out, Jack. <laughs> it is said next week in every show notes since I've started doing them. And you just now saw it. No, I'm just not reading it. Uh, yeah. That, uh, Show notes. <laughs> Auburn goes to the hangar to play the Alabama Crimson Tide, who are a completely different team. Everyone's like, oh, same old Bama. False. No. This is a Nate Oates. They were at the beginning of the season, I think, but now they've. they've nah. They've Nate, Oates, Nate Oates is a. Well, I mean, they were results wise, they are same old Bama. They're still 8 and 7. The way they are getting those results. They are a fast-paced, three-point shooting sure. bunch. They are not boring old Avery Johnson basketball. They are Villanova-style, Auburn last year style, moving the ball around, whipping the ball, fizzing the ball around the court. Fun yeah. team to watch. Look, if you're going to lose, lose like that. Well, sure, because you are going to screw around and get hot one night and yeah. beat somebody you're not supposed to, which could be Auburn. Could be tomorrow. Auburn. Look, yeah. Auburn, this Auburn's is a, winning every game. Guys. This is a dangerous game. Oh, yeah. You want to know what uh, Bama has a really big problem with this year? Big guys? Yeah, getting their shot blocked. Yeah. They are yeah. we got, really we got, bad. We've got some shot blockers, and it's not <laughs> just Anthony McLemore. It's Isaac Okoro and Daniel Purifoy and Anthony McLemore. Definitely. Here's the problem and with Devin Cambridge awesome coming in, just like smacking somebody. Everybody else is higher on Devin Cambridge than I am. I no, I, I don't think big, I'm buying Devin Cambridge stock. In every well, single chance I can get it. Is this one of those where you, you buy like the nickel stock and in a couple years, <laughs> like, oh, this thing's worth 20 bucks. Give me all the Devin Cambridge I, stock. Um, I'm extremely nervous every time he enter, enters a game. <laughs> nah, I'm buying stock in Devin Cambridge. And I'm buying stock in Devin Cambridge because you're talking about classic Malik. Cambridge reminds he's, me a little of, he might be the, little bit. the Orange True Podcast classic Malik player of the year. He's, <laughs> he is the perfect like 2015 Auburn player. Like he would have been the best player in one of those teams. He, he, he reminds me more of Horace than Malik. Oh, Joe Burrow about to run this thing all the way in. Um, well, I think about, we actually need to do a, uh, at the end of the basketball season, an Orange Troop podcast, classic yeah. Malik player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let Malik know about it. Yeah. And then make a trophy and literally give it to that player. <laughs> we should. We absolutely we gotta should. Because it's not going to be. sign it first. What did you say? Have Malik sign it first. We should Absolutely. just show up to the basketball banquet outside and hand it to the player outside of the basketball. Oh, banquet. we're doing this. We'll, we'll dress Absolutely, up. Absolutely, there. Yes. 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 We, we should rent tuxes. Yes. Yeah, just, <laughs> or yeah. just just coats. Just, just wear shorts. Coats. There we go. Yeah. The Orange Tree Podcast Classic Malik Player of the Year <laughs> nominees so far are like, Devin I, Cambridge. I bet you could get Pat Kime to give it out. We're giving it out. We're no, no, no. Out. Like he he could be like our presenter. We're still here. Right. Sure. Um, we should get Malik to do it. Yeah. Guten Tag, Malik, if he gets the... Guten Tag. You think he's learning some German? Surely he is. Yeah, I could see Malik, Malik learning a lot of German. Um, <laughs> we've got Alabama this... Got to talk to the ladies somehow. It's got to exactly. be things. The Fruleins. The, thing that, the thing that makes Randy. me scared, Randy Moss. Where he's, not LSU. he's not on the field. It was his son plays for LSU. Oh, he scored a touchdown. Did not know. 81, Moss, Thaddeus did Moss. Did not know that that was his son. Yeah, Moss. Moss. Uh, Kyra Lewis scares me more than any player on this court. Bro. I know. Come on, man. I know. Kira. Guys, 
Kira, right, sorry. It's the same conversation we had last week. No, 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 no. no. This, this is, is the same conversation. Anthony yeah. Edwards is a sure round, for, like sure. sure fire first round player. Sure. Kira Lewis is a Jared Harper clone in a lot of ways. Well, this, maybe, the, maybe freshman Jared Harper. The statistician. Yeah, but freshman Harper beat some teams. Told me that the guy we should Not be worried many. about is John Petty. What? John Petty's a fifty percent. John Petty scares me that too because he shoots threes. John Petty and the Heartbreakers. Yes. There you go. <laughs> uh, Mud Crutch himself, John <laughs> Petty. That's a Tom Petty deep cut. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, uh, John Petty, who I think played for Wimp Sanders at this point, he's been there. So yeah, long. he's that dude. But he he's gonna play in the NBA because he shoots fifty percent from yeah, three. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like six he's seven. Too. Yeah. He's not short. So he's like Bryce, but he's tall. Yeah. Suck. I wish Bryce was like three inches tall. Bryce is starting in the NBA. If he's three inches tall. I know. I know. Yeah. Because he's a great defender. How, he's how, a great many, how many times last year did we say, yeah, if Bryce was in Truman's body? He's barely taller. He's Danny than Green. He's Bryce ba- is Danny Green. He's barely taller than me. That's yeah. his problem, and it sucks. Yeah. He's Danny Green if he's freaking three inches taller. Um, but the, the other issue with Bama, though, is so John Petty is by far their most efficient scorer, and he's their fourth most used player on the offensive end. Right. Is he a that's, tight end? Yeah, he's a tight he's end. Most, yeah. He's giant. That is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> John Petty has the worst hair in the country. The worst? I'm the glad that they're, in a row. you know, they have like five guys there that all have really bad hair. That's how long he's been there, man. I know. His hairstyle was in style when he got there. <laughs> it is. Careful. We'll get in trouble if you keep saying that. It's bad hair. I don't think there's anyone on the planet that doesn't look at his hair and like, yeah, that looks stupid. I mean, he, even Alfred Payton had that haircut and he cut it. I like even the, Colin Sexton. I, I got think no problem with hair. dreads. I got a problem when you just look like you, you're trying to look crazy. I don't know. He, <laughs> anyway. he looks like a crazy person. It doesn't. He's not. That's the only look. It looks like he's a crazy okay. person. Looks like a homeless guy. A little. More like, hey, man, this, I don't trust this dude. He's crazy. It's like the Counting Crows guy. Yes. Except the Adam Duritz looking yeah, guard yeah, yeah, out yeah. there. <laughs> Adam Duritz, he's like, like 60 years old. Man. You guys talk about this game. I'm going to look up the age of Adam <laughs> But, yeah. yeah um, Petty, Petty's the one that scares me. I mean, if Sierra yeah, Lewis, is, I mean, he's got like a 15 PER. He's not a good shooter. Yeah. He's yeah. the, he's, he takes the most shots on the team. So what you're saying is I, we and put Isaac Okoro on John Petty and we're good. Sure. Him and Flan, yeah. But who's going like, to... The problem with Samir on The problem with Kira is that he, he's so fast. But he can't score. But he gets past people. Like, it's easy. It's well, easier then, to I, score five Austin on four. Wiley's there waiting on him at the basket. Maybe not <laughs> him, but he'll get past people and now it's five on four. You have to shift. Yeah, and yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Somebody's open. Adam Durst, by the way, is 55 years old. It's close. 1964. Yeah. Mr. Jones uh, and me. But if you took Kira's... I've seen them play twice It's been a long concert. December. That's my... The people who I've seen play the most in concert, Me Without You, huh. Explosions in the Sky, Yeah. Counting Crows. 311? I've seen Counting Crows play... 30 Seconds of Mars? In, are you a part of Counting Crows? I wish, man. Oh, you should be. I saw them play at Red Rocks. And I saw Counting Crows play at is, a is Counting tiny Crows, festival. I want to see a show, just any show at Red Rocks. Is Counting, so, is Counting Crows kind of like uh, Spice Girls where they all have the same like theme name? Wait, no. So they're Son of Crows. No one's name is Crows. You don't know? Okay, all right. Yeah. So the Counting Mr. Crows Jones are and me, Long Come Summer. On, Man, name some other songs. I don't know. The Counting Crows were playing a small Italian village in Tuscany. 
And I was, I happened. What you to, saw him in like? I happened to be in Pisa for a camp that I was leading of teenagers. Oh, man, youth ministry, man. Charmed, and charmed life. Yeah. And a buddy of mine and I found out. Oh man, kind of gross. Playing the day after this camp is over, let's book our flights out. Two days after the camp is over, he and I get a hotel, and we go see the County Crows. Come to find out, it's like some local community music festival, right? And they're just like, hey, we're going to... Three Italian artists from that town. Yeah. Fourth show, fourth band, the County Crows. (laughs) So what basically happened was, they love Italy. Oh. They told their booker, we don't care where we're playing, we want to go to Italy, get us a gig. He found them this like tiny, That's awesome. like literally city of whatever town. Yeah, is having this like local community arts fair. It's like a, it's like the Tuesday nights in the park in Opelika. Yes, if all of a sudden <laughs> at Monkey Park in Opelika, yeah. if the County Crows came and played there because they just love East Alabama. Same situation. East Alabama is the Tuscany of Alabama, <laughs> of course, as we know. So I saw him play there, and the whole time I was like, "This is wild," because there's like. 90 people here yeah. until right before the kind of crow show. Then it, it gets kind of crowded. But I was like, this is, I mean, no one else is ever going to get to see. That's cool. Anyway, they're a pretty good band. Yeah, that was in 2016. Way past the front. Yeah. That's still fun. They played three of their songs in complete, like just in bluegrass. They just decided, you know, we're doing, playing, uh, playing Long December bluegrass. Great. I'm sure that went great in Italy. Sure. They don't they're care. All, they're all drunk on yeah. wine. Like, what they do? don't care. They're hopped up on cappuccino and drunk on wine. That's all I know about the Italians. I don't, I don't know if that's This uh, town in Italy had <laughs> pure drinking water fountains that just run constantly. Yeah. All over town. That the Using Romans the put aqueducts. in. Yeah. yeah. Oh. How wild that is. 2,000-year-old drinking fountains. That's cool. Anyway. I should go to Rome. Yeah, you should go to Italy. Italy's great. Yeah, I bet. Now, my wife thinks Italy is a public relations sham. That really? It's like a joke that has been played on Americans to think that run-down buildings are oh. somehow charming. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's probably true. Like she's like, I don't know who did the PR for Italy, but they win. Literally, Chip and Joanna come into Italy and just clean house. But right now, it's just a bunch of old, crumbly old buildings, and everybody thinks, oh, that's so charming and wonderful. That guy cat called me, and this other guy... Oh, yeah. Punch me in the face. Europe, it probably sucks to be a woman. <laughs> so romantic. It probably sucks to be a woman in uh, in Europe, right? Yeah, Southern Europe. <laughs> All right. I feel like a lot of places, probably. It sucks, yeah. yeah. Welcome yeah. 2020. Um, it's better yeah, it now than it would have been any other time. Oh, that's true. It's kind of like I have a friend who's uh, who says that, you know... There's a reason why the stars of all the Time Machine movies are white men. Because <laughs> <laughs> nobody else wants to go back in time. All right. At Florida. Auburn plays Florida. That's a tough game. Yeah. yeah. Last time this, we won Florida? this Florida team blows, but we can't win in Florida. 1996, I believe, is the correct answer to that one. Man, I might have been learning how to walk. <laughs> Jesus. Ryan. <laughs> 96. I got... No, I don't. I, don't I, I probably had your affection about this time. Oh, this is, this is something you don't know, though. Right? <laughs> one or two. Florida basketball wasn't good until like 1998. It's true. So Billy D. Like, <laughs> Billy Donovan is the Bruce Pearl of Florida basketball. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh, it's gonna hurt when he leaves the Hawks and then comes right back <laughs> when Bruce Pearl goes and no, coaches no. the Thunder. <laughs> when he leaves for the Celtics, but then doesn't actually leave. Yeah, that's what happened with Billy D. And, and then a couple years later, he's gonna go coach yeah. somebody else. Yeah. The Thunder, and they don't really want him there anymore. All right. Is he still there? Didn't know. Yeah. Is uh is the Butler coach still at the Celtics? He's crushing yeah. it. 
Okay. He's he, really he good. He struggled there for a second, right? Yeah, he's really good. Okay. He's like the best out-of-bounds play drawer upper maybe in the history. He also game. has Gordon Hayward. So. Does he still have He's not great. He's, he's Gordon not great. Hayward's trash, man. Oh, really? All of a sudden. Yeah, but he has Sucks. Kimba and now. Kimba. All right, man. We should have an NBA podcast, you guys. We can talk. Crow makes so everyone here's watch the NBA and talk. To you them guys, about it. Uh, you guys, let us know. Uh, here's here's one thing I want us to do one one time um, soon ish is spend a little time, maybe twenty minutes of the pod. Uh, Ryan talking about what all the stats mean um, and and yeah. how, how yeah. players are evaluated. Because this came to mind when I realized that some people didn't know how good Isaac Okoro was. He's incredible. Um, well, and he's a hard person, even with stats, right? But that, to kind that, of pin down that, because that's also one thing. I thought. Defensive stats, like it's unless you're, really. unless you've got like a really good software that's tracking mm-hmm. players, yeah. It's, yeah, it's really hard to kind of put a in college on that. basketball. Defensive stats are tough. In NBA, they literally have player tracker like yeah. software. Like Ryan was talking do about, the, like, do the guys wear? The no, they don't like have they to. In soccer sometimes they don't have to because the court's yeah, so small. More small. Yeah, right. So it's it's pretty easy for guys to track players, and it's like. The stuff they've got in the NBA is insane. Yeah. In terms of stats, they'll tell you how many how many feet guys we'll stats. walked. Or... We can just we can. This is probably for when as soon as the season's over, we can talk a little NBA and how guys. You can how, find how out how if you pay enough money, you can find out how many which players go full speed the most. Wow. Yeah. And Man. like chances are it's LeBron. He goes full speed a lot actually. Which oh, is wisely good. He has to go full speed a lot. I think. Are usually I really think good. especially now he probably. I, I think the. I would just assumption here. I would think guys nearing the end of their career go full speed more than guys at the beginning. I don't know, man. End of the career, the guys know they don't got that many full speed legs in them. Well, they gotta they gotta like sure old man game it up. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Carter Long, where you like you uh, you seen Vince Carter play this year? Yeah. Has he? Is he still Vince Carter, man. He's still in the league. Congratulations to Vince Carter. First play yeah. in four different decades. First guy in the history of the league. Four decades. Uh, that guy is what brought me back to the NBA after I was really not really You should go back to it now. It's the best it's ever been. Yeah. He's still opinion. there. Well, he's, he is still there. <laughs> he's still there. <laughs> it's true. He's still I should have voted for he's, him on my All-Star ballot. Guys, playing with somebody that was born uh, after he made his debut. That's true. You were born two years before he made yes. his debut. Trey Young was born after I that. remember Vince Carter playing for the North Carolina Tar Heels. You and me both. <laughs> guys, we need to talk about the fact that we are a couple of days away from Bryce Brown. He of the I, know, I, I can't. I'm not gonna make, I oh. want to go, and I, I just I can't make. I'm already it. gonna be in Atlanta. He oh, is playing. Uh, if I can get some of y'all to go, yeah. Take the Mar. What day is it? Thirteenth. College station. It's college park. Today's the thirteenth. Mar runs out there. Right? The sixteenth. Uh, yes, it does. Cause it's by the airport. Yeah. Um, it's on Sunday the nineteenth, I believe. You gonna okay. take the Mar? No, except for I'll drive my way. Let me uh, look into it. I might try to make that happen. The nineteenth. Not that I don't have a job. It's really. <laughs> yeah. well, I'm teaching English online. That's really nice. Oh, you're, you're what? Are you? No, oh, okay. but she would be the person that would hire me now. Yeah, she, right. she got that job. But uh, yeah, so Auburn is. Wait, what does this mean? Thirty three hundred forty fourth in experience. That Florida? That's Florida. They they they're have all, one. They're senior. all like ten years old. They have <laughs> a senior, Kenny Blackshear, who is amazing. Yeah, he's really good. And then it's just all freshmen, sophomores. Then guess what? Everyone else there was born. While I was in high school, or after, it's incredible. Yeah, all those freshmen and sophomores would be two thousand or so. Yeah, while, while I was in high school, coming up, cool. 
ESPN's going to tell us who the 11 greatest players in college hey, football history. If Cam Newton's not on that list, uh, well, I got Jackson. Let's we'll complain about it next week. Look, if Nick Marshall is hey, how about Jimmy Jimmy Johnson last night? Come on, man. Nick Marshall, Nick Marshall, didn't beat Alabama two years in a row. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Johnson, Nick Marshall never won a bowl game. It's true. What a loser. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Johnson got inducted, or what? Got his told he was going to be inducted into the. I like Jimmy this thing, Cowboys. man. The NFL is doing this thing where they're cool. doing it on TV. That was cool. That was really cool. Him and Troy were both weeping openly on TV. Had I been watching it live, I might have been. Thinking. I was watching it live, and at first I was like, "What's going on here?" And I was like, "Oh my god, that's." That's really awesome. I love... I got a little choked up myself. Jimmy Johnson. He coached my Miami Hurricanes. He was my first football coach that I remember. Like, a team of... Yeah, I played for Jimmy Johnson back with the Arkansas Rays. His first guy I remember being the coach, because that was my first team of my sports consciousness, was the 95 Cowboys. Like, I was 10 in 95. So, I mean, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan because of Jimmy freaking Johnson. Um, and being growing up two hours outside of the stadium, like, yeah, gotta I, that he coached the first Miami teams that I really remember too. I mean, he was a him and Jerry Jones were on the same Arkansas Razorbacks football team right. together. Right. With Barry Switzer was an assistant coach, a position coach on that team. Barry's older than both of those guys by like a year. Like he was a GA, GA yeah. and so those that team. Had two guys on it who would go on to win two Super Bowls for the Cowboys, and then a third guy coaching who would win another Super Bowl for the Cowboys. It's pretty incredible. Like that Arkansas national championship team. Meanwhile, Jerry apparently was taking his student allotment of tickets as a player, and then buying his teammates' allotments of tickets from them, and then scalping them outside the stadium before the game. And that's Genius. how he first started making money. Is that or, how he bought the Cowboys? No, that's how he. <laughs> Realized he was really good at making good money. businessman. Yeah, yeah, incredible. So, Bro, if I had to ask you to dis- to create a player that would be a matchup problem for this Auburn team, oh, good who, question. Who, how would you like, size skills? What, what would you he would need to be about six eight and could shoot like like Hammonds. If you if you're if <laughs> you're he's what six ten maybe. Uh, yeah, six. I think it's six eight, six nine. If you're six foot eight and you can shoot threes from the outside, that's the one. That guy, I don't know who Auburn guards him with. Probably Okoro. Okoro. Actually, this is really funny. The guy in my mind is like, there it was. That was two thousand dunk contest. It's the um, only good dunk. If I'm, if you have Kevin Durant on your team, Auburn can't <laughs> defend him. We don't have a guy who can do it. So sure. Um, if you've got a guy who's anywhere close to that size and can also shoot threes, I don't know. Because we would have to, any he, he place, let's say he plays five. Oh. Then Auburn really, uh, that, that, that's really bad news for Auburn. Like, uh, I'll put it this way. Let's say. So taller Charles Barkley would be. Yeah, or like, dude just, for... I think we just saw... Yeah, there we saw her again. Pruitt? Miss Maddie Pruitt. Yeah, Maddie yeah. Pruitt. If uh, we, model of a uh, shooting that thing from way downtown shirt. Yeah. Let's just say... Let's say Isaac Okoro could make and shot 
you know, 50% from three. Oh. And was like we'd be on the stop center for of one, an offense. For, for one, we'd be the number one team in the country. Right. No, so let's no, say he would be had, the number one pick. Yes. A team had that dude on, his team, on their team. All right. We can't how, defend that dude. How does a senior veteran guy has been around, 6'10", 250. Yeah. Big guy. Uh, shoots three or four threes a game. Hits 35% of them. Yeah. Uh, leading scorer and rebounder. Shoots, uh, what, like 85% from the free throw line? That's not good. I don't like this. Is, uh, <laughs> I don't like this. Yeah. Does that sound bad? Right yeah, here. Blackshear, you're talking about Blackshear. Blackshear, and, and Kerry Blackshear is is a is close to the Auburn defense killer as we've seen this year because you've got to play Wiley on him. Because Mac, there's no chance Mac sticks him. Yeah, I think, what if, Mac, Mac might think be able to play him out on the play free throw zone. line. But. No, we don't play zone. Number one, chief zone is for cowards. Well, I, I agree. <laughs> Number two, uh, Okoro is too good of a man-to-man defender to play, to play zone. Well, I, I think play box and one? Yeah, but you limit, you limit Okoro's... I, mean, I could see Auburn trying a zone against some teams, but I really think that you limit Okoro's talent playing him in a zone. Yeah, because he just... Although locked, you maximize Purifoy's talent playing him in a zone. He, he locks one guy down for you. and That's it. Yeah. But he can't. He can't lock Kerry Blackshear down. Now That's, let's pretend. If if Bruce Pearl decides for whatever reason, I'm sticking Okoro on Kerry I mean, Blackshear. He look Okoro now is in the conversation for number one pick in the draft. If Kerry Blackshear goes, let's say I really six points. I really think Bruce think, four rebounds. Bruce is pretty confident in Isaac's ability to guard anybody. If he can really guard one through five, because then that would mean he literally has. Because this past game, he guarded the one on Georgia's well, team quite a bit. Th- so I think... Yeah. I think he guarded Scottie Pippen Jr. a couple from another court. Yeah, I watched he him guarded the same I, a little bit. I think the... I, I, the thing is, I don't think this guy's going to be posting him up. Right? So that's really the only thing you have to worry about with, that, with right. that size differential. Right. He can guard him out on the perimeter. That's tough. I love Steven Drive. Gail Sayers is 10. Barry Sanders at 9. This is ESPN's oh. 8. Dick Butkus. He was... Earl Campbell at seven. Oh, the Tyler Rose Earl Campbell. Red Grange at six. Oh, Cameron's going to be number one, right? Five. I think he may have been out of the rank. Jim Thorpe. Archie Griffin, the only two-time Heisman Trophy winner at four. Bo, Bo Jackson. Jackson at three. Oh, Herschel at two. Man, man, come on now, dog. Jim Brown at one. Well. Yes. Yeah, Do you know Jim great. Brown was actually a better lacrosse player than football player? I've heard that before. They Maybe had to change me. the rules of lacrosse for Jim Brown. When Jim Brown played the cross, you were allowed to put your thumb over the ball while it was in your basket. Oh. And you could, that was it. He would just run people over and then <laughs> score a goal. Wow. And so they're hey, look, we can't do that anymore because this guy's too good at that. He puts his hand over the ball and then we can't get it from him because he'll run As someone us. who recently worked with teenagers, is, lacrosse was like a big thing a few years ago. Is it like it's a dive? huge thing? Uh, in the Northeast, well, no, no, Colorado. It was, like, it, was, it was like huge. Yeah. There's like a lacrosse league here, but like I haven't heard much about it. It's, it's still, still big up around Atlanta. Was yeah, like, people are doing it in Atlanta. Down here. It's rich people. Here's the thing. Let's say you, <laughs> let's the, say you've got a, that were too cool for soccer. Or yeah. let's say you got a kid who, for whatever reason, doesn't want to be around the types of people who play basketball in American football. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Talking about racists? Yeah. Okay. So then you need a sport for your kid to play. And you don't play soccer because that's for communists. He plays lacrosse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's why it was popular. And before I get into trouble. Hey, Gail Sayers. Um, I think Bo's probably there. There he is. 
let's sign off. You guys, we hope that uh, LSU wins this game because I don't like Dabo. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Bo knows. Bo knows. <laughs>